0: listening to the one two three show with me noreen mayor on this friday afternoon and i'm really excited to welcome our next guest on the program and to launch a brand new segment i should say a test drive of a brand new segment i'd like to welcome back on the program karen ko
1: karen how are you doing i'm great noreen well i'm okay we'll go into it a bit more but it's great to be talking to you at least and i'm happy to be a um Drive test Ginny, driver, g- guinea pig, <laughs> test passenger. So, I, I know you've been taking driving lessons, so I know the feeling. Oh, yes, you're right. So,
0: my driving test has been suspended for now because of COVID, so I was supposed to have it. Two weeks ago, so it's all on hold. I'll have to update you in the course of um, the show. So I'm still currently son, son's license.
1: Son's driver. You're still a learner. Exactly. I'm
0: still a learner. So um the reason. Okay. So uh, Karen needs no introduction. She's a regular Radio Three presenter and my wonderful co-host for the Agenda Cafe. And Karen has been away in America, and she's come back, and she's currently uh, doing her 21 day stint of quarantine. And I thought we can talk about quarantine life and also uh, a chance for me to launch a, a new segment called um, Have Lunch With Me because I, I love the program Come Dine With Me and, and I've always wanted to get guests on the show uh, to have their lunch, to talk about their lunch, because it's a lunchtime program. But I always thought it was a bit weird to be chatting to somebody while they're, while they're eating. And I'm not eating because I'm in the right. studio. Um, but anyway, I thought you're the best person for me to, to do this with, because if, if, if it doesn't go well, then I know, if it doesn't go well with you, then I know it won't go well with anybody else, basically.
1: <laughs> the, the, thing, the thing I was thinking of is like, it's, it's a great idea it's um, how do you eat and talk at the same time? I mean, I can try it for you and you can hear what it sounds like. <laughs> I don't know whether the listeners will like the munching in their ears. It's
0: a big thing on YouTube. People love watching other people That's eat.
1: True. Yes, That's so- I've seen those viral... Um, videos or those channels that have so many subscribers where it's simply somebody eating and all these people watching them
0: exactly it's a bizarre phenomenon
1: so um Shall I try? i'd love that so we're gonna definitely hear about karen's
0: quarantine life uh, it, it, karen's talked about her quarantine life the first time round, and so we'll, we'll sort of ask you how is it different this time around but first of all what are you having for your lunch at the moment
1: Okay, I'm having for lunch, um, and I because I'm in quarantine, um, I have limited choices. There are three choices on the menu for lunch, which I had to choose last Friday a week ago. So I had to project forward to think, what would I, what will I feel like eating a week from now? So I'm having a um, fusilli pasta with fish fillet and cherry tomatoes, and it's in a little cardboard box. I'm actually going to show you if you're on Facebook Live, you can see that some of it just fell out of the box and I have to say this meal is not bad a lot of the other meals at this particular hotel are bad <laughs> they're not very good they're either very bland or just unappetizing you open the open the box and everything is a shade of orange or oh. brown oh that so doesn't sound appetizing at all i I've, I got here last Friday and the first time I saw anything green in any of these boxes was the following Tuesday. So they're not big on vegetables here. Oh. Um, so I've had to basically supplement by having friends and helper drop off vegetables and fruit. So you get your five a so, day. Well, exactly. M- m- maybe it my next
0: question. With, oh, it does come with some tea. Oh,
1: it comes with a drink. Uh, it would normally be a Coke or a Sprite, but I told them the day I arrived I don't drink Coke or Sprite ever. So they're oh, like, "You're okay, missing out.
0: Coke is so nice." Oolong tea
1: <laughs> or uh, lemon tea, which are the other choices. I'm like, hey, okay, just bring on the oolong tea." And I have behind me a little Jenga pile of oolong tea and lemon tea that I've not drunk. And this is dessert. Dessert is a, I think it's a profiterole. I think so, I think I can't tell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not eat it. So um, maybe my next question is kind of fitting. What's one food that you'd really like to have right
1: now? Ooh, I would love to have um, a really nice salad. Actually, with you know different types of greens. Maybe some toppings like uh, dried cranberries, some sunflower seeds. Ring <gasps> my doorbell. Um, that might be the the other food that I've asked my helper to bring down for, for me for the weekend. So they'll just ring the doorbell, leave it outside, and run away, so I can pick it up later. Um, but yeah, I'd like to have like something with a lot of color. You have some greens, some tomatoes in there, some peppers. So. The problem with being here is that, I yes, I could have somebody buy all that stuff for me and, and make my own salad, but when it's just yourself, you end up having to eat the same thing over and over again if you if you have too much quantity. Quantity so, control is so important when you're eating alone yeah. because you've got so yeah. much ingredients and once you make it, you've got to have it for a few meals. Exactly. So, yeah, that's something I'd really like. Or the, or the other extreme is I would really like a really good Singapore laksa. Oh, yeah. I love laksa, especially when it has the fresh cockles in it, which is not so common to find, you know, in Hong I di- Kong. I so didn't that- even know it's supposed to have cockles in it. Yeah. The, the real Singapore laksa always has a couple of, not many, maybe three or four cockles and they just throw them in at the end. So they're not really cooked. The heat of the soup sort of semi-cooks them, which is probably really unhealthy for you because you'll probably get hepatitis, but it's really delicious. It's kind of like the equivalent of the raw beef fur, where the beef is not really cooked when they put it on the table, but the heat of the soup is supposed to cook it to the point where it's not going to make you sick.
0: Yeah. What's your top three um, cuisines in the world that you really, if you had to sort of only have these three types of cuisines for the rest of your life what would your top three be
1: wow well you know I'd have to say that Chinese would be one of them because good choice because Chinese food is so diverse and you have so many different types of Chinese food uh, you know and plus in within that uh, the only thing I don't really like about Chinese food is the desserts I'm not in big into Chinese desserts but everything else I can usually find something that I like that I like uh, so that's one. Uh, maybe Vietnamese as well, because I like the fresh herbs they use. I like chili. So the spicy food I really enjoy. You know that I like chili, that yeah. I always think I can eat more chili than I actually can. Medium spice. <laughs> Medium spice, exactly. Um, the other cuisine I really like, hmm, maybe Italian. <gasps> yep. Yeah but i'm i don't eat so much pasta these days so interestingly you know exactly a year ago today uh i was in italy with my husband steve so we went on this trip we were in rome and florence and of course every meal there was amazing it was quite hard to have a bad meal and every meal is not like you know when you go to an italian restaurant overseas so the pasta portions are small they they're kind of more of an entree portion and the other, you know, fish or some kind of meat often makes up the main part of the meal. So yeah, I'd I'd happily, you know, Chinese, Vietnamese, Italian, maybe a little bit of Thai. three, three. <laughs> <laughs> mine
0: is not too dissimilar to yours definitely Chinese because I think there's such a wide range of methods of cooking, there's braised, there's steamed, there's deep fried, there's stir fry, yeah. I think um, Italian is definitely one of them and I think my third one will be Japanese food because I really like mm. sushi I think yes. I do you like
1: sushi as well yeah. And yeah, too late, think... too late you've chosen oh, yours yeah, I've made yeah. my choices, I've locked them in, can't change them now um, um, what's one
0: food or what's one dish that you can't really stand that you don't really like?
1: So I, <laughs> I have this thing about texture oh. where I don't like pieces of meat that are minced. Oh. Uh, so for example, I really don't like meatballs. I really don't like spaghetti bolognese. I'm not a big fan of chili con carne because I just don't like the texture of minced meat. And I like to, well, if I'm gonna have a piece of meat, I don't eat a lot of meat anyway, and I actually don't eat, really eat beef anymore. But if I'm gonna have a, you know, another piece of meat, pork or whatever, I like to be able to see the the piece of meat in somewhat of its original form. So it's not really a cuisine, but it's more of a, maybe a, a, a texture thing or a cooking method and I just don't like it when everything's minced up together it just the feeling of it in my mouth is not enjoyable yeah okay so I feel like I know you better already all these years I didn't know you don't like
0: minced meat or minced
1: texture things I don't like minced meat no you know my mom when I was growing up she used to make this very homey um cheap dish which was I think it was mince, minced pork mixed with egg and a few other things and steamed. And I never liked it. But she made it often, so I'd have to eat it because otherwise I just wouldn't be able to have dinner. Uh, I never really told her that I... And I maybe then I didn't know why I didn't like it. But as I got older, I could articulate that. I just don't like minced meat of any kind, really. Yeah. Oh. So even even a burger, I'm not crazy about them because yeah. of... You know, it's the meat's all minced up. I'd rather have, like, a chicken filet in a burger or a fish filet in a burger or a veggie burger. Yeah. Okay, that's so interesting.
0: I never knew that about you. So you don't like the Mapo Tofu. You'll only eat the tofu part but not the mince
1: part. I will because there's more tofu than Uh, mince. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That might be one exception because it has the – if it has – especially if it has the Sichuan peppers because I love those. (laughs) And the, if it's really fresh Sichuan peppers and they're running around your mouth, but. outweighs the sensation of the mince me <laughs> you can't even taste what you're eating because the mouth is all numb <laughs> um, I, I haven't prepped by the way for our listeners I haven't prepped Karen
0: for any of these questions I'm just sort of shooting from the hip a little bit just a chance for you to get to know Karen Co a little bit better the types of food that she likes and things that she doesn't like um let's talk about your childhood favorites um, do you have any sort of firm childhood favorite food and that's sort of connected to, to a, a good memory uh, to, to that food that that will bring you Back whenever you 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 have that food.
1: Yes. And I suppose for most people it's got to be connected to something your mom cooked for you. You know, it's sort of that home cooking. Um for me, I think this is gonna sound really funny, soy sauce chicken. So my mom would make soy sauce chicken, and I always have this picture in my mind of our old wok, and because we had a big family, she would have to make a lot, and the sauce simmering like it's literally bubbling and boiling over the chicken she usually used drumsticks and she would put star anise in the mixture so the soy sauce um, star anise sugar and it's a very simple dish it doesn't take very long but the chicken itself is so great and then afterwards when the sauce gets cold it's like a jelly gelatin and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. and that jelly is so delicious so whenever i smell that smell or whenever i if I make it myself, that always makes me think of childhood, sort of comfort food, That yeah. that's definitely one of my comfort foods. Aww. And the other weird thing for me is, because this is really weird. Another thing I really like is tinned peaches. Huh? <laughs> so sliced tinned peaches. And I always remember when, when, I, when I was young, whenever I got sick, if I was in bed with a flu or something, that would be the only thing I'd want to eat sliced tinned peaches i don't i have no idea why maybe it's the sugar the or sugar maybe it's giving you energy it's appetizing yeah. it's easy to and eat so yeah i still in i still like sliced peaches so recently when i was in the states we went to costco which is like the shopping temple of everything and they do have sliced peaches they're in glass they're not in tins oh. and you have to buy three and three packets of three bottles at once because that's the way it is but I actually finished the whole bottle by myself. I put it in oatmeal. I would just eat some during the day. I would put it on my ice cream. So that's kind of a comfort food for me as well.
0: Oh, that's so nice. Okay, sliced peaches. I'll remember that. Um, but it doesn't remind you of being sick or anything. You, you just like the taste of it.
1: No, okay. I, just, yeah, I just like the taste. It makes me feel better. And I think it's, especially because recently it was winter there, it was freezing. There were some days that were very gray. The fact that it's, it kind of is like a little capsule of sunshine. You know, the, the bright orange and the sweetness and the juiciness, so it, it, it's like a, a feel-good food for me.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, Karen, I realize we've only got sort of five minutes left before the 2.30 news and we haven't gotten to the quarantine part. Is it okay if you stay on a little bit after the news? And, cause sure. I'd love to. That's great. Um, okay. So let, let's wrap up. Have lunch with me. Um, okay. or, 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 knowing more about Karen's food. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Your, your, your lunch is getting cold because I've been making you do all the, the, the talking. Um, for those of you who, who are tuning in, Karen is a great cook, you know, and, and you're experimental. I'd also like to know what's something that you like to cook. Um, it can be savory, it can be sweet. Mm. Um, what's one thing that you really enjoy cooking? Uh, so and I like to
1: cook a lot of different things. I have to. I would describe myself as a very emotional cook and also a very emotional eater. Meaning, I could wake up in the morning and decide tonight I really need to cook uh, pork fillet, or I really want to cook roast cauliflower. Um, and then some days I'll wake up and I'll go, I have no idea what I want to eat. <laughs> so, so when I'm with my family, they just eat whatever I decide I want to cook. And sometimes I'll decide the day before or a couple of days before, hmm, I think I want to cook this. So I do, like, uh, I do like making Asian food, definitely. So I cook a lot of shrimp, one, because it's quick and it's really fast to cook. And also you can flavor it in so many different ways. Whether it's, one of my favourites is sweet chilli sauce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another one is just with garlic and um, uh, herbs. I like also to roast. So I will roast things like a lamb leg um, or chicken, not so much. I find, you know, chicken is kind of common. So, but... I love roasting lamb in particular. I don't know why. I just think when you successfully roast a lamb and you've got some that's medium and some that's medium rare and some that's um, kind of not well done, but just on the edge, that makes you feel really good because that's not easy to do. You, you've got to, judge both the time and your oven and the temperature and sometimes you can overcook it and sometimes you undercook it. So when I do that successfully I, I feel very satisfied and, and proud about that. Yeah. Um so I love that. And then I also like making things like simple things like granola. So I made quite a few batches of granola this past winter and they get eaten really fast by my family. And I'll just throw in anything that's, that I have, plus sometimes I'll go out and buy stuff. And I, I did discover a bit of a diversion from most granola recipes, which ask you to bake all the dry things and take it out and then add the fruit. But what I do is I actually cook the fruit so the the fruit becomes caramelised. Mm. And then also, it's since it's more dehydrated, it doesn't make the granola soft. So that's my little granola hack
0: karen makes the best granolas i have to say i've, I've been very fortunate to to, to try them there uh, you maybe you can share your home made recipe with our listeners later on at the bottom of, of of this facebook live link um finally um what's one thing that you'd like to cook that you'd like to learn how to cook um mm. and and it's easy to do so because the recipe's you know, all around, but what's one thing that you, you, you haven't really tried or that you've tried and not succeeded or, yeah, something that you'd like to learn how to cook?
1: So, uh, you know, I'd really like to be able to cook good tempura. Oh, yeah. Because I love tempura and it's delicious, but I'm kind of afraid of deep frying because, one, it's a lot of oil and, two, if you get it wrong, it's so greasy and yeah. so you know, it just makes the food taste terrible. Funny so you mentioned cooking.
0: tempura now. I didn't see Japanese making it into your top three, but. Maybe that's why, because <laughs> yeah. I can't cook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's something that if I, you know, if, if I could, if you could tell me or show me that that's easy to make and is not like a huge endeavor and a huge mess, I would do that uh, because it's so versatile as well. You can, you can tempura so many different things. And, uh, when it's good, it's so delicious. Not, not that I want to eat it all the time, but once in a while, it'd be nice to be able to just say, okay, I'm going to whip up some tempura. Yeah, that's great. Uh, It's It's making me really hungry now. My husband husband sometimes says, oh, let's have some people over and we'll just do something simple like fried chicken. And I look at him, I'm like, do you know how much work fried chicken is? (laughs) We are not making fried chicken. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of oil as well. That's one thing I'm really worried about, cooking it and then it not being sort of fully cooked. That's one of my... Exactly. Yeah. yeah,
1: because you've got to have like a certain heat and you've got to maintain the heat. Every time you put something in the oil, it reduces the heat. So then you've got to cook it longer, then it goes greasy. And after a while, you just think, oh, forget it. That's right. Well, Karen, thank you so much for for, for joining us for our uh, test drive of
0: Have Lunch With Me. We'll continue uh, our chat with Karen about quarantine life after the 2.30 news. Um, very quickly, uh, do stay with us on Facebook, by the way. I'll keep it running. You'll be able to hear the news, but we'll get back to Karen uh, after the news. A quick look at the weather forecast. Uh, welcome back to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. And I'm really delighted to be joined by Karen Co, Radio 3 presenter, who is currently serving her time in the 21 days quarantine. Um, over to you, Karen. This is I feel like this is deja vu all over I'm again.
1: You, I'm glad you just said it was Friday afternoon because I honestly don't know what day it is, <laughs> day to day. And people keep asking, what day are you on? And I, I'm not keeping track because I, I really don't want to have to count down days. So I have to always, if someone asks me, I actually have to count. So this is day eight uh, which actually has gone quite fast. The I, I quarantined last time, late September into October last year was fourteen days, which was okay. I'm you know managed pretty well, but psychologically, twenty one days is you know it's like it's almost substantial. A month. <laughs> it's almost a month. I was gonna say, yeah.
0: and so, you didn't know it would be twenty one days when you flew over because no, they changed so it. I,
1: yeah, it was, I left and then all these changes came in. The, the designated hotel was the first thing to come in. I had to change my hotel because my previous place was not on the list. And then the 21, the 21 days came in. I had to change my flight because the 21-day quarantine meant that I couldn't do a specific um, job, an MC job, which was on the 19th of January. I would still be in quarantine, so I lost that job. So that made me pretty angry. (laughs) And, you know, my client, of course, they went ahead with it somehow, you know, life goes on. But, you know, it was it was kind of I was very angry for quite a while beforehand, just just having no control over your own life. So I changed my flight as well and, and came back last Friday in order to guarantee that I would be out by the next big job that I have which is three weeks from now so I you know and I was so concerned that I came back a month early just in case they change it to 28 days you know because who knows what's what goes on these days so it's it's very it creates a lot of anxiety and I'm not an anxious person is you know me pretty well I'm pretty calm you can roll with the punches go with the flow but this really created a lot of anxiety among people and being not able to work properly family disruption the whole stress about flights so for example when I checked in uh, I flew on cafe because you know they're our airline they I came from New York they are down to three flights a week and God bless them. They're the gatekeepers. They're doing all the work. They're contacting passengers ahead of time saying, make sure you have these documents before you get on the plane or we won't be able to check you in. They're really like they're doing the government's job for them in <laughs> overseas so that, you know, passengers can keep coming and they're the ones doing all the checking. Uh, so. There were 31 people on my flight which incredible i don't know how many they've actually changed the aircraft the the manager told me they switched to um smaller aircraft now because there's so few people and the only benefit to that is when you get here you don't stay at the airport as long because they're they're processing fewer people through the the arrival procedures but there's just this whole feeling of just you know traveling has become such a burden uh, there's cost involved in getting your COVID test. The flights are not cheap, and then you have to pay for the hotels, which there I know there's a range in budget, but they're also not cheap. And then you have to deal with, you know, being in quarantine. If if you can work online, that's great. But if you can't, I don't know what people are doing. Um, and just the risk, all the restrictions, and you know every. I've been speaking to friends who've quarantined in different places. Every hotel is has its own quirks and its own regulations, which make life easier or more difficult. So it's, yeah, it's just not a good feeling. Yeah. Um, I feel like once this is over, I'm really going to have to think twice and plan my future travel carefully. And... You know, some people say, well, you're, you know, travel is a luxury. It is a luxury, but everyone has their reasons. So, you know, you can't really judge why someone's traveling. They, They are or they're not.
0: Absolutely, oh Karen! I wish yeah. I kind of switched the segments around and did the quarantine first, and, and ended w- w- with with have lunch with me. I feel I I feel I not can I use the word bummed out? Yeah, because you're so usually um v- v- very steady, you know. But I can I can feel and I feel so bad that you're put into this position because um if if you look around the world, most countries do 14 days. So I I think one time on Back Chat they had an Aussie expert and he was kind of surprised to hear that Hong Kong had upped it to to 21 days i mean w- without getting into the, the 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 politics of it all um I- we had you on when you were doing your 14 days and I felt a much lighter energy. There was sort of less hurdles, but, but this time around, I can definitely hear it uh, in, yeah. in, in your voice. What, what's, what's changed? Do you think it's because it's a, it's a longer time mm-hmm. or maybe because it's a designated hotel or. Yeah,
1: I think it's both of those things. You know, I, really, when you think about it, what, what people value is choice and as your choices are taken away you just feel i have less and less control over my own life situation so the designated hotel thing was annoying because i had to rush to find a new hotel and did you get a I refund gone... from your
0: original hotel by the way cuz that's well, also an issue yeah. a lot of these hotel visits are
1: non-refundable right exactly so so the original place i had booked because they were not on the list, they just cancelled the booking, and they didn't they didn't ask me for upfront payment anyway. Okay. So, I think in in that case, if if you'd had a booking, a pre existing booking, and you, suddenly your hotel was not on the list, I think they were obligated to cancel mm. without penalty because you, you're not allowed to stay there I, anyway. Um, and then I booked this hotel, which this one, along with quite a few of them, says no amendment, no cancellations but i did have to change the date and they were fine with that i I subsequently found out the previous hotel i stayed at had rooms available and i had wanted to stay there when i contacted them in november they said they were fully booked through till mid-january and i must have spent five or six hours looking at different hotels and most of them were fully booked this was in november for january so i felt like i'd really had so few choices and so when the designated hotel scheme came in, I looked at the different hotels. for me, what I'm looking for is a spacious room, uh, some kind of view. And this is going to sound frivolous, a bathtub. Oh. <laughs> so- <laughs> Well, so if you're there for 21
0: this. days, you're going to exactly. you're gonna have to
1: do something to cheer yeah, yourself yeah. up. Yes, I did. So I did get all those things. But this was, again, this was non-refundable. And it's not cheap. It's like $46,000. So I'm paying $46,000 to spend three weeks in a room by myself with not very good food. If the food was good, I'd yeah. be very happy here. You know, happy is a relative term, but, you know, well, you know relatively speaking. Yeah. But... Um you know, you, you're never gonna get anything and, and this hotel doesn't allow things like treadmills or exercise bikes, any kind of either motorized or weighted exercise equipment. Uh but ironically they did allow a drum set. I
0: know, guys. I, I want you to go on Facebook. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio Three. You'd be able to see the lovely Karen Coe with
1: a with a drum set in her so, quarantine hotel room. How, how did you get a drum set in there? Um, it it was the don't ask permission policy. <laughs> so I had been thinking about this since December, since I knew I'd have to quarantine. Uh, that it would be great to be able to get an electric drum kit in my room because it's a lot of practice time that I could use. And I did start looking into where I could rent one, but nobody's going to rent you anything for three weeks. And then I thought, maybe I'll actually buy one. I'll buy a used one or even a brand new one. And I had a conversation with a girlfriend last Saturday, just after I got here. We were talking about other things but I mentioned to her. Oh, I had this idea of renting or buying a drum kit. And she immediately says, I have one right here next to me that I'm not using. And a couple of hours later, she delivered it to the hotel. Right. So she asked me initially, I, I said, I hope they'll they'll accept it, that they'll let me have it. And she said, why don't you ask them? And I, my response was, no, I'm not gonna ask <laughs> for something that's not on the list because it will just confuse them and they'll probably say no. So she she drove here with her husband. They just took it out of the car, handed it to the, the person who's outside. And all these, ho- this hotel is pretty much barricaded. So it has a driveway that is blocked off. So mm. normally where people would drop off or taxis would drop off, it's all blocked off. So they had to park on the street and just hand it over. Mm. And I got a phone call a few minutes later from the, the concierge saying, oh, your musical instrument has arrived. We'll bring it up to your room. So I just felt like, yes, success. The drums <laughs> got, got they through. Did- yeah they did say to me oh please try to play softly and slowly and i said of
0: course (laughs) you should say yes Um, it's an
1: electrical one so you can adjust the
0: volumes of it
1: so i'm using headphones um but at least I have it, so it's another thing for me to do uh, at various times of the day. So, so that that's made me happier, happier as well.
0: Yeah. Well, the great thing, about chatting with you this time round is also you have the previous quarantine to, to compare um, with. Are you as structured with your day? Do you do you set out a routine about things that you want to do? Are you feeling that the motivation? I can see you shaking your head. Um, I, I. And the motivation so, is a big part.
1: Yeah, I am so. Apart from a very few small things, I have to say I'm very not into structure. Uh, I I don't. It's just my personality. I so so interestingly, I really didn't think I'd have very much to do. But this week, a client of mine decided they wanted to start a podcast series, and we had a meeting on Monday, and they said, "Oh, can we get all these episodes out by Friday, by today?" And so it was a real quick startup and i so i ended up doing several interviews on wednesday and thursday editing them we did a couple more this morning and then had this meeting yesterday and they sort of realized oh we're going a little bit too fast (laughs) so i now have the weekend to put together a trailer for them and edit the other two interviews uh so that has kept me really busy during the day which i didn't expect so so that was good and i generally the only things I really try to do are make my bed and yes. take a shower in the morning. <laughs> uh, then I'll I'll have breakfast and I will have a combination of picking at stuff from the menu, they the food they give you and making my own breakfast. I have some instant oatmeal and I have some fruit and they do give me yogurt every day. So okay. it's a combination of that. So, So breakfast is kind of a thing. I'll make some coffee and read the newspaper. Listen to back chat Um, and then the rest of the day. Oh,
0: interesting. Back chat.
1: Oh, um, one, two, three show. Is
0: that there? I'm sure. I listen to the show when I'm having lunch. Okay. Which one, which one can't, if you had to choose between back chat and the one, two, three show, which one would you sort of prefer or which one can you not miss? I mean,
1: of course, it'll be the one, two, three show. Oh, okay, you know sure. Okay, that, that's, yeah, I just wanted that on, on, on record. Sure. Um, so- I, do have, I do have the radio on all day or something. So the only thing for me is the silence, especially since I can't open the windows in this room, the silence can be overbearing. Yeah. So, because you really don't hear anything, you know, the, the, the windows are thick. So I usually either have music playing or the radio on pretty much all day just to feel like there's somebody else there, there's a voice or there's music or there's something else. Um, So that, that keeps me motivated. And my exercise time is always in the evening. I'm not a morning exerciser. So I skipped two days earlier in the week because I was too busy, but I did exercise last night, but I'm still jet lagged as well. So I think maybe by next week, I'll get into a little bit more of a routine, but it's, I'm I'm just not really a routine person. So I'll switch from calling friends to calling my family. And because they're on the east coast of the US, we have this window of morning and nights when we can talk to each other. Watching Netflix, reading a book, reading the newspaper, it's very much based on my mood. Yeah.
0: That's so. Um, that's so good that you're sort of finding m- not a routine, but there are sort of lists lists of things that you can get through in the day, and you, you yeah, don't sort of sit there and, and moping about. Not that it's in your personality anyway, Karen. But it's easy to do that because when you're feeling a bit low and when the days yeah. sort of get a bit monotonous, monotonous. monotonous. Uh, you know,
1: yesterday, of course, we know about this famous Hong Kong quarantine support group, and there was a guy who posted yesterday about how he was feeling lonely and feeling sad and he was only on day six and wow everybody tough. goes through that at some point you may go through it every day at some point of the day or every few days where you just sit here and go this really sucks you know this is so lonely or this is you know how am I going to get through all these days that are coming up and I think it's for me, I think it's important to recognize that, okay, I feel like this now, but I know that it will pass. The hours keep ticking by and either just let yourself be in that funk for a little while and eventually it'll pass. Because you at that time, you really don't feel like doing anything. You don't feel like reading a book. You don't feel like exercising. You don't feel like you know, watching TV. So I think part of it is really just sometimes letting yourself be Sad and letting that
0: time pass. Yeah, you know, you should let that emotion sit and and it'll pass. Um, Having said that, it is tough because if you're going through it, and it doesn't matter, you know, who you are or where you are um, in life, what you have, what you don't have. If you're feeling lonely and if you've not got that, you know, connection with the outside world and you're stuck in the same room, for a set number of days, it can sort of get to you a little bit, yeah, having and- said that, do you think you can quarantine with someone, say your, your spouse? I'm just trying to think you know would mm-hmm. having somebody there make it better or will it be better on some days and then be sort of in your face yeah. on, on other days i don't know i'm putting myself
1: in in, That's in, in a the really quarantiney shoes I've yeah, only ever quarantine alone uh, for me i think I think I'm better quarantining alone because if you're in a certain mood and the person you're quarantining... And a confined space, yeah. Yeah, if they're not, that can create a lot of tension. Yeah. Or if the other person is upset, that's going to make you upset because there's nothing you can do about it. You can't help them. You can't snap them out of it. So I think for me, personally, it's better for me to quarantine alone. Uh, and because I don't have a routine as well, it's probably better as well because... <laughs> You You don't have to do as somebody else's pleases. You can do anything. Yeah, if I want to play loud music at, you know, 11 a.m., I can do that because I'm not disturbing anybody else. Yeah. Whereas I know that, you know, I know there are people who are either couples or families quarantining together, and that must be a totally different experience. Either you, you book two rooms so you have space or you come, you have to talk about some way of, coexisting in this really confined space 24-7 because otherwise I I think there's a lot of potential for a lot of emotional conflict or you know that's precisely what
0: COVID has brought about you know with people uh, sort of under lockdown or or working from home and and confined apartments here in Hong Kong and I'm sure it brings about issues
1: I think that's being really neglected like nobody Everyone in the quarantine group talks about it, but nobody else really does anything. Um, The only only really, the thing I've seen, apart from support from other quarantinees and people who quarantined in the past, is I know that Hong Kong U put out an online toolkit for a 21-day quarantine. I think it's called Wellcation. I had a look at it the other day. And it's good. It it has some videos about exercise. It has some... uh, activities you can do, whether it's making some journal entries, it tells you how to gauge your mental well-being Mm. um, by asking, you you take a survey about how do you feel right now and then you take it again the next day um, or you take it regularly. So at least you have some awareness of how you're doing. And because it's a 21-day program, if you want to do it every day, you can. And it just takes you out of that whole feeling of I'm trapped, you know, I, I I'm helpless, I'm trapped in this room. So I, I think that was a really great initiative. But you don't see a lot of support for, you know, for people who are quarantining. Yeah, just kind of some hotels are good because they are proactive. They'll have WhatsApp groups or Facebook groups, but a lot of them don't. They just literally you go in the room and, you know, they treat you like you have leprosy. <laughs> It's kind of like you're guilty until proven innocent. Yeah.
0: And I think you made a really good point at the beginning of, uh, in in the second part of this interview, you know, um, I think there's that sort of judgment like, why are you traveling during COVID? And you, you nailed it on the head where people travel for all sorts of reasons, for personal reasons. There must be a reason for people to travel and then for them to come back and, um, yeah. And, and to have to experience this. And of course, we, we understand why people are being quarantined. It's, it's, it's an important protocol. It's an important procedure to make sure the rest of the community is not infected by travellers coming back from overseas. Um, having said that, um, I think support for the quarantinees is paramount. And you're right, we, we don't really see a lot. I mean, I, I, I'm part of the quarantine support group. <laughs> Mind you, I've never been yeah, under yeah. quarantine, but, but, but it's great. You-
1: yeah, it's interesting to see what people's experiences are and, and what they're sharing. And it's I think it's a really valuable resource mm-hmm. because there is now this community of people. and It's quite big. I think there's over 25,000 people now in the group. And they offer everything from someone, actually a lady we've interviewed before, um, Maitri, will cook an Indian meal for you and deliver it to your hotel. Brilliant. Um, and... People are sharing their exercise um, websites or some meditation apps. i got to get some guests yeah. from there. That's why yeah, I joined, yeah. but I haven't really gotten around to it. All right, sold. Right, just- and they're very supportive. And even you know, people who are no longer in quarantine will are still reading these posts and they're saying, "Oh, I'll I live in this area. If anybody needs anything, and you're staying in this hotel, just let me know. I'll drop it off." Yeah, uh, and they'll buy groceries. You know, and it's it's nice to know that people are supportive of each other in that way. It's, it's actually quite heartwarming, you know, in a time when everyone's been told to stay away and keep your distance that... People are still trying to reach out and connect in in a practical way with other people. Yeah. Oh, Karen, I wish I could give you a big hug right now. Give the laptop a big hug. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: it's. I know it's so tough. Um, I, I really appreciate your sharing uh, with our listeners the, the, this afternoon, and I'd love to get you back perhaps to check in again uh, with you next week. I, I know today is day eight. Uh, it will go by quicker some days will go by quicker and some days will go by slower um, lastly when will you get sort of tested for covid because previously ah. with 14 days you get tested yes. yeah sorry so maybe when will you get tested again
1: so i i was in the bath enjoying my bubble bath last night and i got a phone call i didn't recognize the number um, luckily my phone was by the bath and but i thought i better pick it up and it was the department of health saying uh, your next my next COVID test is next Tuesday. Okay. So that will actually be day 12. Okay. And so she, the woman was she was very nice. And she just explained, you know, we'll come to your hotel room, we'll do the nasal swab test. So just to let you know, and I asked them, do they know what time they're coming? And they just said, Oh, our working hours are between I think it was 10am to 8pm. It's quite a long day. So she said, the hotel will usually call the room when their staff arrive downstairs and she'll let me know. So that's day 12. Well, make sure you'll be there. Yeah, I better make sure I'm here. <laughs> I better make sure I'm not in the bath. <laughs> or or escaped. I, I want yeah. to, Has anybody escaped quarantine?
0: Okay, that's a topic for another day. Hotel
1: quarantine? I don't think no. so. I, I know from another friend's story that one woman... Did walk outside her room and an alarm went off. Uh, wow. I don't know why she walked outside her room, yeah. but you know, but that's it. But there are all these signs. So they have this sign on my door, these two signs here. Both of them talk about how you must not leave the room uh, for this time, uh, ac- according to this government regulation, and the punishment is $25,000 or six months imprisonment. Oh, wow. So it it seems a very. I mean, people. Most people know they're not supposed to leave their rooms, but it just it just seems you know the way it's presented to you is is quite it's very harsh. severe. Yeah. Well, sometimes severe. a monetary
0: sometimes a monetary fine is not deterrent enough because if you have somebody very wealthy, what's twenty five thousand to them? But if you tell them you've got to spend six months in jail, well, in Australia it's two years, isn't it? Well, up yeah, to two yeah. years.
1: I w- I was joking with someone that okay well you if you break your quarantine you pay the twenty-five thousand, which is cheaper than the hotel and then you go to jail for six months and you can go outside when you're in jail every day (laughs) but then you have a criminal record so exactly not worth (laughs) worth it it. (laughs) well i'm glad you still retained your sense of humor
0: karen i really really enjoyed chatting with you thank you so much for your sharing and um we'll catch up with you next week um so you keep our listeners uh, posted um i'm sure you know they all miss you dearly and we'll uh, resume the agenda cafe once you're out of quarantine
1: yes yes always great to talk to you noreen it was really great chatting
0: thank you so much karen speak to you soon bye for now
1: okay take care